It's February, and that means two things. It's Groundhog's Day, and it also means that 96% of people have already forgotten their New Year's resolutions, and they're about to live the same year over again. But not you, because for the month of February, my free gift to you is your golden ticket to a new year. With my Brave Vision Blast Off Workbook, you will gain clarity, which is the number one reason why most women quit. They don't know what to do. So find out what you're called to do, harness your energy, gain momentum, reach your goals this year, and experience a brand new year, not just another year. Don't leave your success to chance. Go to braveheartedwoman.com forward slash vision blast off to get your free download today or just click the link in the notes. You'll be so glad you did. Hey, beautiful women. This is Dawn Damon, the Braveheart Mentor, and you're listening to The Bravehearted Woman. This is a podcast designed to help you find your brave so you can live out your beautiful vision. I have been working with women for years, and now I want to help you too. I'm here to awaken the brave heart inside of you so you can ignite the flame of your vision, you can reach your goals, and achieve your dreams. Come on, let's get brave. Welcome, everybody. You are listening to one of the very first podcasts of The Bravehearted Woman. And I'm excited today for you as my listener because I have an amazing treat for you. Today on my program, I have Shay-E, and you're going to learn more about her. Shay-E is a manifestation marketing coach. Yes, you heard that. With an MBA in marketing and brand management. And she combines the manifestation principles to help new coaches secure four-figure clients so they can quit their nine-to-five jobs and step into their true purpose. And that's what we're all about here on The Bravehearted Woman. We're living our vision. We're living our purpose. We're coming out of confusion, and we're stepping into the call on our lives. And so I'm so excited. Welcome, Shay-E. Thank you for being here with us today. So much. Thank you so much, Dawn. That's an awesome introduction. What can I add? What can I add? What can I say? Um, yes, I'm a, I'm a manifestation marketing coach, and I'm so passionate about all things law of attraction and all things manifestation and all things marketing. So, of course, I had to combine it all into one and help other women um, leave their nine to five jobs like I did, because I like to say I'm a little bit of a rebel. I don't like authority. Um, and I believe there's um, so much more for people who feel like there's a calling on their life or they have a deeper purpose than working um, a typical job. There's nothing wrong with that if that's what you want. But when you feel like and you know that there is more out there for you, there has to be more to life um, than that. I like to empower women because it's not easy. I like to empower women to step out of that role into the unknown. So beautiful because, yeah, there's all types of personalities and temperaments. And some people, maybe their life, they enjoy doing 
the 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 routine and the predictability and the structure and that feels very good but there are some wild hearts like yourself some free-flowing spirits entrepreneurial spirits that say i want adventure i want uncertainty i want to i want to do something risky and so for those people you are called and you speak to directly in fact when i first heard you we were on clubhouse and i heard you speaking it was making me And I'll tell you what it was because I'm a believer and I know you are and believer in God. And sometimes believers sometimes feel that you mentioned the law of attraction, that that's a conflict, but in reality, it's really not a conflict, is it? Before we dive into that though, I want to know your story. How did you get out of your nine to five? <laughs> Where do I start? Um, so, like I mentioned, I've always been a rebel. Um, I was raised, um, well, not just I was raised, but everything I have always known in terms of like what you're supposed to do, you're supposed to go to work, um, go to school, graduate, get a job. It's just, it's just what it is. Um, so I grew up thinking that that's how it had to be. And I would literally go from job to job to job, knowing that this there has to be more to life. I didn't know what that more was, but I knew there had to be more. And my parents just thought, oh, she's just a spoiled brat. You know, I'm the last kid. Uh, (laughs) You know, my sister, she's a pharmacist. She's doing, you know, on the straight and narrow, my other sister working in IT, doing all they're supposed to do. And then there was me just jumping from job to job. At some point I was like, okay, maybe I'm supposed to be a DJ because I loved music. (laughs) And it seemed I was, the reason why I thought about being a DJ was because it was still a job. It was still a job right it was so structured but it was there was still a bit of freedom and I was just looking for that freedom anywhere I could and because I didn't know much about you know business and entrepreneurship I was functioning in that in that limits you know in that box so I was just looking for answers within that box not knowing there was so much more out there and it just never worked out it just never worked out I was a great worker any job I've worked at they would they would never want to let me go um at some point I started like going back to school anything to escape the nine to five world I went to get my master's to be honest because I wanted to just run away from from working a job um and then that's kind of where I discovered my passion for marketing because I just did a lot of research on like trying to find my purpose, did a lot of research. was like, okay, this marketing thing looks good. Let me get some more knowledge on it. Let me understand it more. And then I went to school for my MBA, which was amazing. I went to school in France, by the way. That's a whole nother story. Oh, wonderful. (laughs) Do you speak, uh, do you speak French? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite. I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, But then I went back to, I went back to school. And then when I finished from France, moved back to my home country, Nigeria, this is me just trying to escape the nine to five routine. I was in Nigeria for like two years and I ended up working two jobs once again, looking, looking for the answer basically. And it didn't really hit me that maybe nine to fives aren't for you. I kept thinking maybe if I go to the next job or the next job and it wasn't until um, I sat down and asked myself a lot of questions like, Hey girl, maybe this isn't a thing. And I had, I started to get exposed to other people who own businesses. And a lot of my friends actually own businesses, but we never talked about businesses because we didn't really have anything to connect on that level. Mm-hmm. And I started to get exposed and do a lot of research. And in my own personal life, I used to coach a lot of people and encourage a lot of people. It's, I wasn't getting paid for it, but it was something that I did. 
And honestly, Google is the best when you're trying to find your purpose because if you just type in random keywords, that's what I did. And that's how I actually stumbled on coaching. And my mind was completely blown. Like, is this a thing? Is this, a, there is something I can get paid for encouraging people, for helping people move on to their purpose and all that good stuff. Something we were already doing naturally. I, I was already doing naturally, right? Um, and I think another, another um, way I kind of knew coaching was for me was because I knew that I could definitely monetize my skills and, and my expertise and all of that good stuff. So once I honed down and figured out what that was, it was kind of like a no-brainer. So because I didn't have a lot of experience in, in I want to say structured coaching on the business side of things or having um, an online business, I, I took a course and I also hired a coach, which I think is a, a very important thing to highlight. I didn't just like completely jump into it, but I needed to learn the business side of things. And that's how I got into coaching. Now on the nine to five side of things, I still had a, <laughs> I still had a, a nine to five job when I started coaching. Right. And it was, as I continue to invest in myself, as I continue to transform people's lives, as I con continue to see that change, I knew that, okay, this makes sense. I'm not meant to be in, in a nine to five. I'm meant to be a full-time coach because I can't do the two. There's a lot of people who are able to have a side business of coaching, but for me, I had to go all in. That's my personality. Mm -hmm. I had to completely go all in. Um, and that's my story. It's a wild story, but then again, I'm a wild girl. <laughs> so yeah, that's a bit of my story. It's awesome. I love it because, you know, I think about Tony Robbins who talk about the six drivers of people and one of the, the, the motivational drivers are the things that really juice you and stir you. Some people love certainty, but there are people who love uncertainty. There's people who love security and connection. And there's people who say, I will get bored so quickly. Mm -hmm. So very much as what the third daughter is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, the last daughter. The last daughter. I am too, by the way. I'm the youngest <laughs> daughter. So, but uh, right from the very beginning, you were someone who needed that the adventure and sounds like the the uncertainty or just the free flowing and you, you do it so beautifully. So how did you start to learn about this thing that we're talking about with the law of attraction and how, what, what is that and how does it work? That's a great question. So I sort of stumbled on the law of attraction about five years ago, <laughs> probably longer now that I think about it, but about, let's just say about five years ago. Um, so I was in a, tumultuous relationship um and i it was it was terrible it completely crushed my spirit it was a complete 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 mess don't even want to yeah, go before, into before you go on we're just <laughs> pause right there come on everybody let's keep it real tumultuous relationship i just think there are some people listening right now tune up because you yourself are in a relationship and you right now are listening to this podcast on purpose go ahead I love that. Um, so I was in a tumultuous relationship it was very, oh my gosh, emotionally abusive, basically. Um, and thankfully, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It ended. It ended. It ended. It ended. And I remember feeling I was down. I was broken. I was crushed. I thought my life was over. Oh my God, I'm going to die. How am I ever going to recover? Um, and I remember like with so much emotion, with so much passion, with so much vigor, writing down, I took a, my, I took a journal. And I didn't know about journaling. I had no idea about journaling or law of attraction. I 
I had heard about it, but I didn't really know. I took a, a pen and my journal and I wrote a letter to the Lord. It was like a prayer list. And I was like, Lord, I never want this to happen again. Whoever you bring to me next, because I was engaged to this person, right? So which was even worse because it's like, this is the person I was supposed to spend the rest of my life with. And I wrote down like really with like a lot of emotion charge. And I was like, the next person you bring to me has to be, I wrote a list. I still have the journal somewhere. I wrote a list of like 15 things. And those 15 things to me at the time were kind of impossible. There were a lot of things there that I was like, there's no way, there's, there's no way. But I was still like, you know what? This is what I want. If you're not going to give it to me, I'm going to die single, right? And I wrote every single thing down to the T. When I tell you I was so specific, and as time went on and I, and I healed and everything, once in a while, I would just go back to it just randomly, maybe once in a while, maybe once every six months. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention to it, but just to like take a look and like, oh, what did I write there, you know, and move on with my life. And I kid you not, um, the following year, when I moved back to my, my home country, um, the stars aligned and I'm just going to fast forward, but I met who ended up being my husband. Don, get, I always get goosebumps when I'm telling this story, lit every single, every single thing, even down to the craziest thing on the list. If I told you, what, you would which me. was, what was it? <laughs> So there was, um, there was a part of it that I wanted someone who lived in Nigeria, but also lived in Canada and wanted to live in both countries, like move from country. Cause I'm, I, I'd never stay in one spot. Right. Sometimes I'm like, I'm sick of Canada. It's cold. I want to move back to Nigeria for like six months. That's just what I do. And I wanted someone just like that. Someone that was open to living in Canada and blah, 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 and all that good stuff. My husband, it's so funny. When I met my husband at the time, he had been, he was born and raised in Nigeria all his life. He was like 35 at the time or so. He had no desire to leave Nigeria. No, no he wanted to just like, never leave. So in my mind, I was like, yeah, that's not the guy. My husband's here. He's, <laughs> he's here, you know? And I got exactly what I wanted. And he's so open-minded to it now, you know, living six months here, six months there. Every single thing that I asked for on the list was there down to um and another thing is a lot of my friends meet him and they're like is he is he real is he and also is he really a nigerian man because a lot of nigerian men are very traditional you know it's like the man and the woman my yeah. husband does everything for me he never wants me to lift a finger my friends are like is he was he really born and raised and it's is this really possible <laughs> you know i don't know where he came from i say it all the time i don't know where he came from it's like he dropped from the sky but literally every single thing that i wanted I got it. And that's when I realized, um, oh no, this, that's not the best part. The best part is when I journal, I usually write the date and the time that I'm writing my things down, which I did. And it wasn't until last year or the year before I was having a, it just crossed my mind for some reason to go back to that list and look at the date and the time. And I looked at the date and I looked at the time. I was like, wait a minute. And then I went to my phone and I was like scrolling, scrolling, scrolling to the picture I took um, on our first date. Dawn, it was the same exact date a year later. Stop it. The same what? exact time, like the time frame we were on our first date. When I, how does that happen? Yeah. How does that happen? That's just incredible. It's crazy. You know what? I, I, I'm, I've got chills over here because I have to tell you that you and I have almost the identical story. No way. Yeah. <laughs> 
because I was married for 28 years and I went through a divorce. It was a very okay. painful time wow. and devastation and crush all that you just mentioned about be, the tumultuous relationship. Yeah. It wasn't abusive, but it, in some ways it was, it was very painful in any way. After about four years, I, I took out a piece of paper and I wrote everything down. I submitted it to God. And I just began to believe for that to everything that I asked for specifically yeah. business owner, ministry minded business owner in finance, business owner, wow. but supporting 501c3 ministry, good teeth. I mean, everything. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I understand what you're saying. It's powerful, isn't it? Powerful. So it's to the powerful. one year to the day, or you were there, you are on your first date with this man. Exactly. Exactly. And at the time I had no idea. I had absolutely no idea. It's so funny how God works. And that's kind of how I, that's, that was kind of my first foray into manifestation and the law of attraction. And it wasn't until maybe like two years ago when I was on YouTube, going down the YouTube rabbit hole or a year ago, when I realized like, oh, this is a thing. It's called journaling or scripting. And then I started to think about all the other things, even down to when I came back to Canada, the exact apartment I wanted, the con, oh my God, the, the housing market in Canada is crazy. It's almost impossible to get what you want. Um, but the exact condo I wanted down to the type of spiral staircase that connects the top to the bottom, down to the T exactly as I wrote it down is what I got the exact car I wanted. I don't even know, like, it was just like, how are these things happening? Right. And then I started to look into, um, from YouTube, but that's when I found out, oh, manifestation, that's a thing. Oh, I do this already. Um, and in recent times I found out that I'm actually a very powerful manifester. It's so crazy. Like I literally, to the point where I'm so careful about the things I say now, because they will come to pass. Um, I ask, I just ask God, like, I want this, this desire is on my heart. I feel like you put this desire in my heart. If you put this desire in my heart, this is what I want. It's, you know, it's like, I have that direct access to just ask for what I want. And it's just so amazing. And there's just so many ways scripting, visualizing, visualizing is a huge one. Um, anytime I like visualize something and see myself, put, you know, match that energy of what I want, it always, always, always comes to pass. I, I can't explain it. It's just manifestation. So how do you, what, what would you say if somebody says, well, that's just a coincidence. Well, that's just, you know, what I, I mean, obviously we know we have to do our part, but, but here's how I feel. And I want to hear what you think, but I don't think it's anti-biblical. I believe God's principle in his word talks about, first of all, it's the favor of God. Yes. Secondly, it is making the vision clear, writing it down, Habakkuk to make it clear. It is also become what you behold and what you what you visualize. Um, also wrapped up in neuroscience that we're learning so much more about that the brain works like on command. You've given it a target and it goes after it. So isn't it biblical principles with scientific principles. Again, we said in the beginning uh, during our prayer before we got on, these are laws that work. And if there are laws, then there's a lawgiver and God is the lawgiver. So how do you see it? I mean, how does it work? I definitely think it's a mix of both um, biblical and scientific. There's 
it could be it could be one or the other it could be both it's still the same thing that's how i feel if you are not a believer you can go with the science bit of it if you're a believer you can go with the biblical if you're both like me it's a mix of both you know the bible also says you know as a man thinketh, so is he yes. the exact same thing science will tell you the same thing your subconscious mind is so powerful your thoughts actually create your reality it is what it is um a lot of people feel like you know, maybe it's a coincidence or it's not real, it's woo-woo stuff. To that, I just say, okay, sure. Okay, I'm someone who has experienced it time and time and time and time again. So I'm not gonna argue with you or try to change your mind. It's just not gonna happen. There's a lot of people that believe a lot of things. There's a lot of people who feel um, God doesn't even exist. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to try to convince you. There's a lot of people who feel science is a conspiracy. Vaccines are not real. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know, for everything, for every law or for every fact or for every whatever belief, there's someone that's out there that's going to counter it or not believe it or going to think sure. it's crazy or going to think you're crazy for believing it. Um, for me, I don't, I don't really care about that. I believe what I believe. I know what I've seen. I know what I've experienced. It is absolutely impossible for anyone to tell me otherwise that God does not exist, that these, these universal laws do not exist because I have felt it. I have experienced it. It's not, you know, this happened to my friend or my neighbor. It's like, this is what happened to me. This is what continues to happen to me. This is what I continue to experience every single day of my life, even down to going back to the nine to five job. My last nine to five job, I remember writing down the specific date that I was going to leave right from when I started and I left. That was, that was when I left. Um, and I can't, it's like, I can't even make this stuff up. There's no way to, that's a whole lot of coincidences is what I would say. Right. <laughs> that's a whole lot. Yeah. Of, after a while, it's not a coincidence. It's right. <laughs> yeah. So is there a process that you begin, let's say that, you know, God puts this desire in your heart and you begin to sense that there's something and I'm sure it's not just material things. And we certainly aren't trying to control people. And, you know, like in, in terms of violating someone else's will, but, but what for me, it's like, I, I know I, I'm an author and I know, and I'm an Amazon best-selling author, but I also know that I want to be a New York times best-selling author. So for me, I've written that down. It's on my vision board in and I also see it and I also read it and I'm believing God for it. What is your process? You start to feel a desire of something that you think this is part of your future. What do you do? Usually I pray about it first. Like, Lord, is this from you? Okay. <laughs> and I yeah. have that piece. I have to have that piece in my heart that this desire is from God and this this is really what I want. Because, you know, there's so, such a lot of noise. There's just a lot of things going yeah. on. And sometimes you may be influenced thinking you want this, but you don't really want it. You probably just maybe saw five ads on Instagram. So I pray about it and until I get peace about it. If it's something that um, I forget about in two weeks, because it does happen, you know, it's like shiny objects. It happens to me. It's like, oh, I want this. I want this. No, I don't. I didn't really want it. Right. Yeah. If I have that peace on my heart and it's nagging on my heart and it's constantly on my mind and I have that piece, I pray about it. That's the first thing. The next thing that I do, and this is not a defined process anyone has to follow. It's just what I do is I start to think about it. I start to visualize it in the morning when I wake up because it's on my mind. I'm like seeing myself in that position or I wanna say like matching the energy of what it is that I want, whatever it is. I'm like seeing myself, if I want a iPhone, let's say for example, I'm seeing myself using the iPhone when I close my eyes, um, going to bed or waking up in the morning I'm like 
seeing myself in different scenarios and different situations of that iPhone, or if it's, let's say kids, you know, seeing yourself with, with your future kids, hanging out, taking them to the playground and feeling those emotions. That's how it works for me. I feel those emotions. You know, if I say I want twins, I'm visually visualizing myself at the playground with my twins. Um, I'm feeling those emotions. You know, I'm so excited. I'm so happy. That's how it works for me usually. Sometimes I take it to my journal as well and I just start to write it down. And it's not because I'm trying to force it. It's just my emotions flowing. It's like, mm -hmm. oh man, I'm so thankful this is going to come to pass. I'm so thankful for my, for my twins. I'm so thankful for this. I'm so thankful. And just also being in a state of gratitude. That is literally all I do. And I kid you not, it always comes to pass. But one thing that I think makes it real and one thing that I think feel like brings it to my reality is feeling that emotion. You'll hear a lot of manifestation people saying, match the energy of what it is you want to attract. That's just saying, be in that vibe or be in that emotion of what it is that you want. You know, how is it going to feel when you're a New York um, bestselling author? You're going to be so excited. Oh my God, you're, who are you going to call? You're going to call your mom, your husband. Oh my God, I made it and all that stuff. And then you start getting excited and all that good stuff. When you're in that energy, it's only a matter of short amount of time that it, it comes to pass. Mm -hmm. So that's basically my process. Yeah, that's a great process. I am very similar to that. And, and again, like, um, like we're saying, then, then of course I have to write the book, you know, because if you of course, to, oh, I missed that. Actually, I have to write <laughs> the book. <laughs> do the not do the next right step, right? Take yeah. hit the steps and take the action and take some action and and some fierce execution. But um, say more about gratitude. I think that's so critically important. And you know, the world that we're living in right now, um, it's difficult, right? How do you stay in a space of gratitude and thanksgiving? So for me, worship music always helps. Worship music always takes me from zero to a hundred, even no matter how down I am, if I play that worship music, there's no way I'm not going to you know, feel uplifted. So that's one way that helps me. Um, another thing is it's so one thing about gratitude is it takes you away from focusing on what it is that you're lacking or what it is that you don't have. Because back to the law of attraction and manifestation, if you're focusing on lack, you're going to attract more of lack, right? So instead of saying, oh, I don't have this iPhone, you need to focus on what else it is that you have or be grateful for the iPhone that's coming as opposed to, oh, what was me? I don't have it, right? So it's, it's so important to be grateful. Some I have a, my husband gave me a gratitude journal like two days ago, which I haven't used. Having a gratitude journal or just a regular journal where you just give thanks every day writing down, you know, five or 10 things that you're grateful for, looking around you, there's so much that you may not even think of. You have electricity. There's people that don't have electricity, clean water, being thankful for even the smallest of things. There is, my mom always said this growing up, there is always, 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 always something to be thankful for. Even if it's your hands, there's people that don't have hands. If it's your legs, there's people that don't have legs. There's always something to be thankful for. And I just try to remind myself, and that's not to say there's not going to be moments where you feel down and you feel out and you're like what was me this sucks life sucks I have those moments but I just don't let myself sit in it for too long you know yeah. I give myself a couple of minutes if I want to cry I cry it out if I want to sulk I sulk for a couple of minutes maybe an hour um and then I, I try to move on I try to pick myself up I try to find things to be grateful for I try to listen to my worship music it's okay to feel bad you're human you're always going to have moments where you feel bad but just don't sit in it for too long and just yeah, find things to be grateful for or help someone else. That's another thing that helps. Find someone else to help. If you can find um, 
as you mentioned, Clubhouse. Sometimes when I feel down, when I go on Clubhouse and I start helping people and giving out value and helping people with their businesses and their manifestation, I feel so energized after one hour. I'm like, whoa, this feels so good. So helping people also brings, like it raises your vibration um, and it makes you feel good. So true and such great advice because um, gratitude isn't just an emotion. It's something that we can cultivate, right? We can practice being grateful. Yes. We can we can practice, like you said, get that journal and write those things down. Start your morning with three things that you're grateful for. Close the evening with something that you're grateful for that happened during the day for you. But so don't wait for the emotion of gratefulness yeah. to come in. Come, go ahead and cultivate that and, and create that that emotion and that attitude, that posture towards God. And I agree, you know, the other day I was helping another pastor with something and oh my goodness, it was my whole gift mix was coming out, you know, and I was, and I was given advice that I, you know what, between us, I know, I don't know this stuff. Like it was just getting a download from heaven. Right. So I'm like, oh, this is so good. And I got done and I just, I went on, I did a podcast just by myself, just like, because I was just so full, I had to get it out. And, um, that, that, that energy was there. And then, you know what, I still think there's an enemy out there that, that deceiver, my computer uh, crashed and I lost the whole thing, but I'm like, that's okay. That's a, just a clue. You know what? Hey, you were threatened by that. That's all right. I'm going to do it again. But, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Like what, when I get done pouring out, if it's in the area where it juices me up, I don't feel drained after mm -hmm. I feel full. I feel yeah. vibrant. I feel alive. And, and that's one way that I know that I'm doing, like you talked about your nine to five, you were drained. There was no vitality. There was no joy there. Now you're in an area. And when I'm listening to you speak on clubhouse, <laughs> I mean, it's so very evident that you're in the zone. You're in your sweet spot. You're doing what God created you to do. So beautiful. And I love watching it. And I, I love hearing it. And I was taking, I was taking notes, man. I'm like, yeah. So it's beautiful. Hey, before we close, thank you so much for being on with me today. Um, what would you tell the person? Let's talk about your, your coaching just for a moment. How could somebody get a hold of you? And, and I loved what you said the other day. Um, you, you gave so many good things, but what would you tell the person who's in a nine to five, but they're really identifying with you right now saying, I am not made for this. I have a dream for something more. I would say if God put that desire in your heart, you have to go for it. Like you mentioned the execution piece. God has done his part. He's put the desire in your heart. The moment you step out on faith, I kid you not, God will provide the people, the tools, the resources. Fun story about the last nine to five that I left. I did not have any savings. I didn't have any clients lined up. My husband didn't have a job. I still did it. I still, I was like, God, I know you got me. You are not going to let me fall. Two days later from my last, after my last day of work, two days after my husband got a job, an amazing job that he had been waiting for. And mind you, he had, it was so difficult for him to get a job because when he moved, it was like COVID and all that good stuff. He got a job like two days later, the day or um, after my last day of work, like two days after. And a week after my last day of work, I attracted, I had raised my rates to $10,000 and I attracted two clients. 
at $10,000 a week after I stepped out on faith. So I don't know where these people came from. I don't know these people. I don't know where they came from. Um, those are my first um, five-figure clients. So what I have to say is step out on faith. Make sure it is God that is speaking to you. Don't, don't do anything crazy. <laughs> Step out on faith. And another thing that helped me was getting support. I have an accountability coach. So get support. Get someone that knows what they're doing. Someone that has told the path that you want to, you want to um, tow. And that's why I'm here. Um, but find someone. Get that support. And make sure you actually know what you're doing. Um, but all in all, just trust God that if you put that desire in your heart, he will give you the resources, tools, and the people to make that dream come to pass. That's, um, that's amazing. And you shared that the other day um, that you raised your rates and you got more clients because that you were showing the value that you have. And obviously you had the secret hidden years of preparing yourself mm -hmm. and being ready, but you discerned your worth. Yes. And then you share that with the world and then they know, hey, this woman is is worth it. And um, you're a great role model for for the rest of us who are saying, <laughs> gosh, I'm still I'm still giving myself away for free. You know what? Stop that. Right. Stop it. <laughs> Do not give yourself away for free. I always say people pay, um, pay attention to what they pay for. I mean, just as humans, it's just human nature. When you pay for something, you're giving your energy and your attention to that thing versus if you get it free, it's just the way things work. It's just human psychology. Um, so no, don't give out your stuff for free. I don't believe in giving out your stuff for free unless it's you know, kind of how I do it on Clubhouse. You just want to give value. Um, and it's not from a place of fear or from a place of, you know, scarcity and lack. And you're just like, oh, let me just give it for free because I'm, I'm afraid or I don't know if people will actually pay me. If it's just you wanting to give from the goodness of your heart or God put it on your heart, then that is completely fine. But if it's from a place of fear, then no, don't, you don't have to do that. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being with us Thank today. Thank you so much. I'm a brave hearted woman. And tell us how can people find you if you are the right client and you're listening to this and you say that is value. I discern it. I want to connect with her. Where can they find you? Uh, my favorite spot to hang out, oh, my two favorite spots to hang out. One is Instagram. So my Instagram is the brand powerhouse. So the brand powerhouse and my clubhouse as well. I'm always on clubhouse. It is brand powerhouse, but the best place, just send me a DM um, on Instagram and I will be happy to chat with you. I would be happy to set up a free consultation call. Wonderful. And I will also have those social media links in the show notes, everyone. Thank you so much for being with us, Shay. I can't wait to see what is next for you on the horizon. We got to stay connected. And for all of you listening, brave-hearted woman, this is your moment to live your brave vision. Don Damon saying, peace. Thanks for hanging out with me today and becoming brave. If this has helped you, be sure to share it with someone and subscribe so you never have to miss another episode. For more about me, my books, my coaching, or online courses, visit DawnDamon.com. And as always, be brave and live your vision.